there are two types of films that I hate the most. Number one is something that is personally morally offensive in some way. And number two is a film that is utterly uninteresting and unmemorable. Unfortunately, this movie is both. All right, welcome everyone to FF Plus, your outlet for reviews that are simple, short, and spoiler-free. I'm your host, as always, Aaron White, and we will get right into the review for this week. This movie is called She Came to Me, and it comes to us from Vertical Entertainment. It stars Peter Dinklage, Marissa Tomei, Anne Hathaway, Joanna Kulig, and Brian Darcy James. It is written and directed by Rebecca Miller. Cinematography is by Sam Levy. It is edited by Sabine Hoffman. And music is by Bryce Dessner. It runs 102 minutes and is rated R for language. What's it about? Composer Stephen Laudham is creatively blocked and unable to finish the score for his big comeback opera. At the behest of his wife Patricia, he sets out in search of inspiration. So whatever this mishmash of ideas is, it just does not work for me at all. It is billed as this story about an opera composer who has a surprise encounter with an eccentric but caring tugboat captain, and this snaps him out of his creative funk. Now, Peter Dinklage playing the composer Stephen Laudham is actually the best part of this movie. I enjoyed his performance somewhat, even though he just doesn't have a lot to work with. He does a really great job of playing that depressed, anxious kind of character. I think it's almost a bit typecast for him at this point because he's a genius, but he's definitely got some struggles that are going on. And he just really is able to embody that in a way that is impactful and I think resonant. I also really like his dog. He has a French bulldog named Levi. Now, I'm a heavy breather fan. I have two Boston Terriers myself that often get, unfortunately, mistaken for French bulldogs. But anytime Levi is on screen, that was a big plus for me. If I'm already calling out that the dog is a highlight, that probably tells you what I think about the rest of the movie, though. Now, Marissa Tomei plays Katrina, that tugboat captain, and she stumbles upon Stephen in a bar one afternoon and strikes up some conversation with him. This leads to him coming along with her to visit her tugboat, which is something that not only is her place of employment, but the boat itself serves as her home. She's extremely quirky. She claims to have a romance addiction, and pretty quickly she comes on to him and he likes it. He enjoys the attention and the spark that it creates in him, something that has been missing from him over the last few years as he's been trying to rebound from a previous failure and come back with a new, exciting, emotionally charged opera. This does the trick. He then is able to compose something that is stereotypically weird for an opera that is inspired by his experience with Katrina on the tugboat. It's about a tugboat captain who has a romance addiction, but with a crazy twist, as operas typically have, that she is a man 
killing cannibal as well. And so you would think that this movie is going to lean into some sort of a rom-com situation where it's going to be all about Steven getting his mojo back and then Katrina realizing that she's his muse and how's that going to play out because Steven's actually married. But the movie pivots and it takes a huge turn to become something almost completely different. So Steven is also the stepdad to Patricia's biracial son. That biracial son is 18 and has a 16-year-old girlfriend who he has these grandiose plans to go off and become an activist with. Well, the relationship between this couple becomes the central driving point of the plot, and it turns very serious in a way that feels totally at conflict with what we have seen before and all of the the quirkiness that we have experienced between Katrina and Steven's interaction. There are issues of immigration and racism and parental control at play here, but nothing is engaged with in a meaningful or smart way. I won't give away exactly what happens here or the surprise connection between the girlfriend's family and Steven's, but it's the kind of heavy drama that honestly, could have become its own movie altogether. And so when you mash it together with this other movie, it's just something that doesn't ever get cohesive and feel like it fits. It's, it's things that are completely, these stories are at odds. And neither one is interesting or good on its own enough to carry a movie. Patricia, Stephen's wife and former therapist, is played by Anne Hathaway, who is wasted for the second time this year. It just devastates me. She was in another movie called Eileen that I think comes out in December, and that one didn't work for me either, and I just wish that we would stop taking this incredibly talented actress and giving her these crazy, wild characters. I mean, she can manage, and she is able to bring life to them, even when the script is awful. And the characterization is terrible, but I just wanted so much more from something that she was in because she's a favorite of mine, and I didn't get it. She's presented as this very in-control and intelligent character who has a bit of a cleaning obsession and some issues underneath, but then she has a full-on mental breakdown, and I, I just think it's handled absolutely horribly. This ultimately results in an ending that I found very silly and unrelatable in a way that was manufactured by a screenwriter in order to get her character out of the way with as little guilt as possible for Steven so that he could just move forward with a different life. And that's where the offensive part of this movie comes in for me. The movie wears its romance addiction focus on its sleeve, and yet both of the central relationships in the film go in a direction that I just couldn't get behind morally, which rendered it completely ineffective as an emotional experience. So in the end, it didn't work for me at all as comedy. I never laughed once. As drama, I didn't find it realistic or particularly interesting at all. Or romance, I wasn't rooting for the endings that we got. The film feels like caricature at points, and it's just poorly conceived structurally and written in a way that makes it a total snoozer, and I just couldn't wait for it to get over. Usually, I'm able to find one or two elements of pretty much anything I watch that is good enough to 
make it recommendable to someone out there. But I simply just have really struggled to find anything in this movie that I think elevates it to being worth that. So, no, I wouldn't recommend it for a theater watch, and I wouldn't recommend you waste your time on it at home either, honestly. She Came to Me will be available in theaters on October 6th, should you wish to avoid my advice and check it out for yourself. Well, that's it for this episode of FF+. Plus. Thanks for listening and watching, as always. If you haven't already, be sure to hit that like and subscribe button on YouTube or on your podcast app of choice. And also, please drop us a positive five-star rating and maybe some kind words as a review if you are able to do that. We would be very grateful. Thank you for coming along with the journey. I hope you're enjoying the content. Please let me know. You can find me on social media. Links to all of my apps and channels are in the show notes to each and every episode, and I do love to chat. I'll be back soon later this week, in fact, with another new review for you. Until then, keep watching and keep feeling filmed.